Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash best of Redditor updates, where OP thinks that her roommate might be poisoning her. Our next Reddit post comes from R slash two hot takes. I think that my roommate may be poisoning me. I'm a 25-year-old woman and I live in Seattle. I just moved here a few months ago from New York City because of my dream job and I was so excited. I work as a data analyst and I make a very comfortable living. It felt like my life was finally all starting to fall into place. The only thing I needed was a place to live. I took to Facebook because I figured that might be the best place to find a roommate. I found this girl, Kate, who's 26, and she seemed perfect. She said that her and her boyfriend, who's 29, were in a two-bedroom apartment that was very spacious in a great location and were looking for someone to rent the room. She said that she was a 7th grade English teacher and her boyfriend was a physical therapist. All her interests and hobbies seemed to align perfectly with mine, so I agreed to live with them. I moved in one month after initially finding each other and everything started off great. Kate and I were friendly and we'd have good conversations when we'd interact. One day, however, I get home and she seemed to be in a very bad mood. I asked her about it and she ignored me and walked into her room. I didn't think anything of it, but then I received a text from her that read, I know you want to passionately hug my boyfriend, and that's all she wrote. I was very confused because that was completely untrue. I've been cheated on in the past and I know how devastating it is, so I would never want to inflict that pain on someone else. There were more text messages exchanged, and everything seemed to be good. But when I saw her in person, she continued to act weird, but I brushed it off. The next day, however, she began to act very nice and sweet, even offering me a smoothie because she knew I was too busy in the mornings to make breakfast. I accepted and went about my day. The smoothies continued every morning, and I just thought that she was being nice. At this point, I'm experiencing some symptoms and I'm a bit scared. My hair has started to fall out and my hormones have been all over the place. I've developed some weird stomach issues and I get headaches all the time now. This is all new to me. It may be that the move and all these changes are affecting my health, but it does seem to have started around when the smoothies did. I don't know how to catch her and see if I'm right and I don't want to seem rude and stop accepting the smoothies if I'm wrong. I don't know what to do. So basically all the comments are like, girl, stop worrying about being rude and go to the doctor immediately. Then about one week later, Opie posted an update. I want to keep this brief because this experience has been traumatic. I took your advice to go to the hospital. 
I went to the hospital the day after posting, and I brought along the smoothie. They told me that they were unable to test the smoothie at this time, but they did give me a blood test because that would show what was in there. To make a long story short, turns out my roommate was adding some sort of creatine or protein powder into my smoothies because she wanted me to bulk up so I was no longer seen as desirable to her boyfriend. I told my roommate what happened at the hospital and she confessed to everything. That's what was causing my headaches, stomach issues, and potentially the loss of hair because apparently I'm allergic to it. So technically she wasn't poisoning me, just trying to make me bulky. This, however, is not the traumatic part. While the doctors were giving me all the blood tests, they found out that I have leukemia. This news has been hard for me to deal with. Now, because of my new circumstances, I'll be moving back home to be around family as I go through treatment. No, this was not at all how I expected this to turn out, but maybe in a way, it's a good thing. I'm not really sure, but I know that I'm going to be okay in the end. Wow, so... Did the horrible poisoning roommate do you a favor? Because by forcing you to get these blood tests, you found that you have cancer, which could potentially save your life? This, I don't know, this post took a weird turn. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the butthole. Am I the butthole for expecting equal treatment for my kids? My mother-in-law lives less than 10 minutes down the road from me. At first, I was so happy. She and my oldest son had a great bond. She would have him over to spend the night once every few months. I also had twin newborns at home. Once they got older, she would take one kid at a time to do activities about once a month or so. I thought she was doing what she could to help me. I was grateful. Then, my sister-in-law had a baby. My kids only exist to my mother-in-law on holidays now. All of a sudden, my mother-in-law is over at my sister-in-law's house, cleaning, gardening, babysitting if her daughter wants to do literally anything. She's cooking for them, bringing them treats, and inviting them over to have pizza and movie nights. My sister-in-law works. I'm a stay-at-home mom who homeschools and runs a small business. I watched my niece and nephew once she was born from my sister-in-law during the shift that overlapped my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. That is, until I asked them to pay me, and then they fired me from that. My sister-in-law started to get Thursdays off at her work. So ever since then, my mother-in-law invited my sister-in-law to spend the day at her place on Thursdays so she gets free babysitting the entire day. My sister-in-law gets to nap, eat lunch and dinner there, and gets a lunch packed for her night shift job. They call it Grandma Day. After four years of this, my now four-year-old kids are wondering why only their cousins get Grandma Day. My husband and I talked, and it really bothers him that his mother treats his sister like a princess, but treats him like he only exists if he can do something for her. We agreed to give my mother-in-law one last chance, and to spread everything out so she can see our side of the story. We've tried talking to her about it before, but she always changes the conversation. We tell my mother-in-law about our kids asking about having a grandma day, and she looks aghast. She says that she has no more time to give. I said that I'm not asking for an additional day, but that my kids love her and we could go every other week or take turns. She shuts me down right away. She says that she's probably not going to keep doing Grandma Day anyways because she's getting busy. To be clear, she has never missed a Grandma Day for the other kids. She was disgusted I asked, but I don't think that it's fair to my kids. I'm not even asking for half of what she's freely offering my sister-in-law. I feel like she's punishing me and my kids for me being a stay-at-home mom. 
my choice, my consequence. But my sister-in-law works, so shouldn't that be her choice, her consequence? Now, my mother-in-law, her two daughters, and my brother-in-law are all treating us like we're buttholes for asking. Then, one year later, OP posted an update. Man, it's been a while, and so much has happened. I'll try to give a quick breakdown. I stopped posting on social media because my sister-in-law would text or call my husband within a day of my posting, reading into things saying that I was trashing his mother or them. I wasn't. I couldn't even post about what he did as a family on the weekends. They knew that my husband doesn't have social media, and it felt like they were trying to turn him against me. Sorry guys, but that didn't work. I was so stressed out that my doctor believes that it caused me to have a small stroke last year when their lives were at a peak. I'm okay at the moment, but it was scary at the time. Even though we knew that it would be hard, when my husband's sister flew in from out of state, we spent a significant amount of time with his family so the kids could see their aunt. My therapist gave me several coping mechanisms to deal with them, mainly gray rocking, which helped a lot. I was treated fairly nice by my mother-in-law, starting a few days before my other sister-in-law flew in. My mother-in-law was on her best behavior. I'm guessing so that I would keep my mouth shut during the visits. By that point, my kids had only seen her like three times since a year ago. There's been no apology and no attempt to share grandma day with the kids. The visit was awful. The sister-in-law who lives close to me was completely rude and unkind. The last day when I got home, I got the kids to do something, I made it to my room, and I broke down and cried. My husband, who had to work night shift at the time, woke up and comforted me. He didn't even want to say goodbye to his other sister-in-law who was leaving because of their collective behavior. But I told him that was just one more piece of ammunition they would use against us, so we went. About a month later, I wrote an unrelated caption on a picture about how healing hurts. Nothing personal, just how when you grow, you see things a bit clearer and how it can hurt, but that it's worth it in the end. My sister-in-law, who lives far away, started texting my husband and I about it the next day, saying that it's a slam against their mother. To be clear, I have never once said anything bad about my mother-in-law to anyone ever. The most I ever did was post anonymously here on Reddit or talk to my husband. But I guess they read into it because they have guilty consciences. My husband brought up that he agreed with my post and that he felt the same way. My sister-in-law went nuclear. That conversation ended their relationship. At some point during this fight, she found my Reddit account. She took the side of my mother-in-law and my local sister-in-law. Baffling, I know. Thanksgiving is now cancelled, lol. My husband got a text from his mom that she was cancelling Thanksgiving. He called her bluff and said that she didn't have to cancel Thanksgiving just to hide the fact that she would still have her golden child and her family over, and that we just wouldn't come. We did have a small family Thanksgiving together, and our 14-year-old said that it was his favorite Thanksgiving ever. We didn't attend Christmas either. Unbeknownst to me, my husband had gotten an opportunity to apply to a new job within the same company he works for. He comes home and rocks my world. The job requires us to move several states away. Never once did I envision him moving out of state, ever. This was a man who bought a plow truck just so that he could plow his mom and sister's driveway. This was the man who would let his brother-in-law work on his sister's truck in his garage and park outside for a week because they never ordered the part they knew they needed before taking the truck apart. This is the man who chopped wood every single year for them, even though we never had a wood-burning stove. So he applied for the job and got the offer. We decided that we needed to visit the area before we made a decision. 
on our way out, my sister-in-law called screaming and yelling about him moving. She's a bit controlling if you haven't picked that up by now, and she saw him slipping through her fingers. My kids were in the car with us and could hear everything. My husband ended the call. We loved the new area. My kids said they didn't even want to go back home. We talked about it, he decided to accept, and we went back to our old house. My husband told his mother about the job offer after we got home. He told her that we had several months to get our house ready to sell and that he would like her to come visit us out there. She said okay. Over the next few months, she stopped over like three times for a few minutes each time because she said that she was driving by and she saw us out there. She dropped off our Christmas presents so that we could take them with us, proving to my husband that she never had any intention of coming to see him and support him. I'm banned from my sister-in-law's house because apparently all of this is my fault. She then invited my whole household to my niece's birthday party, except for me. This is the same niece and nephew that I used to watch for free for three years until I asked to be paid and I was fired. My husband put the invitation on the fridge so that our kids could see how petty their aunt was being. She had the audacity to text my husband for an RSVP, and he told her that if I wasn't invited, then none of us were invited. We list our house, and my sister-in-law gets pissed off at the price, thinking that it's way too high. We sell it for above listing, lol. We have a going-away party. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law show up just to save face. It was comical watching them trying to be normal. The kids gave them quick hugs, and we left. No tears were shed. My mother-in-law had the audacity to hug my husband and say, you know I don't play favorites as our goodbye. From there, we moved several states away, and we are so happy. OP, it seems like moving away is probably going to be the first step towards going no contact with your in-laws, which would be better for everyone. Past that, goodbye and good riddance. Am I the butthole for telling my ex that his kids aren't my responsibility? I'm a 34-year-old woman, and I have a 10-year-old daughter with my ex. We separated five years ago because he impregnated another woman. He spends weekends with our daughter. Recently, my daughter has been expressing that her dad's stepson is bullying her and her dad isn't intervening. My ex's stepson is 15 years old, so I was taken aback when she told me that he would physically harm her, such as hitting, kicking, and even pushing her down the stairs. She also mentioned that her half-sister keeps taking her belongings. I confronted my ex after she relayed all this to me. He dismissed it as kids being kids and suggested that our daughter should get over it. He also said that his other kids require more attention and if our daughter can't cope with that, then she shouldn't come over to his house. In response, I expressed my frustration, saying that I wasn't concerned about his other kids' issues, that he should stop neglecting our daughter's well-being. He then ended the call abruptly. Shortly after, his wife sent me a lengthy text accusing me of being an antagonist for stating that her kids aren't my responsibility. To be clear, his kids don't have any special needs or disabilities, so am I the butthole for saying that my ex's kids aren't my responsibility? Also, in the comments, OP explains that she didn't know about the physical abuse until she noticed a bruise on her daughter's arm, asked her what happened, and the daughter told her. Then, one day later, Opie posted an update. I talked to my daughter about not going to her dad's anymore. She expressed that she still wants to see him because she loves him, but she feels like he doesn't love her. This deeply upset me because no 10-year-old should ever feel that way. I texted my ex, stating that if he wants to see our daughter, he should take her away from his house. 
Alternatively, if he prefers not to see her, I'll take this matter to court and file for full custody. He responded by saying that he doesn't care and that I can remove his parental rights because he has his real children with him already. Additionally, I mentioned that I'll be pressing charges against his stepson. He simply ignored that text, so I'm taking legal action and I've sent the screenshot to my friend who's a lawyer. Then, five days later, OP posted an update. I talked to my lawyer, and she said that my ex might twist me into being the bad person since I blew up on him. But she did say that if he tried that, he would just end up embarrassing himself in court. I also asked my daughter if her being abused by her stepbrother was racially motivated, since my daughter is mixed race. I'm black and my ex is white, and so is his new family. At first, she didn't understand, so I explained. And she said, oh my god, okay. And she said that her stepbrother called her the N-word. She didn't know what that word meant, so she didn't think that it was important to tell me. After she told me this, I put her to bed, and I texted my ex asking him if he knows what his stepson is saying about our daughter, and he said, yeah, he says a couple of racist things, but that's not relevant. After the text, I knew that I was going to press charges on his stepson. So I called my lawyer and I explained everything. Now we're waiting for a court date, and I guess my ex got the court papers because he's been blowing up my phone. Yo, this dude's kid is beating a child and calling her the N-word, and he says that's not relevant? Dude, that is extremely relevant. Also, it's typically not normal for 15-year-olds to become just random racist bullies out of nowhere, so my guess is that this is learned behavior from at least one of his parents. I almost wonder if the father is telling his stepson to abuse his daughter because it's a safe way for him to do that. Because if he abuses his daughter, it's child abuse and there's like lots of venues for him to be punished, but there aren't a lot of venues for a 15-year-old to be punished. Either way, disgusting behavior. That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.